on, Liberty fans. Welcome into another edition of the Vines Palmcast. My name is Nick Kirby, and folks, it is the most wonderful, wonderful time of the year. We have got a massive guest on the show with us tonight to talk about all that. Uh, but before we get to him, let's check in with our guy, the Reverend Will Matthews. What's going on? Man, I love our theme song coming in. I'm just over here, like, bouncing, getting pumped up for the A-Sun tournament to that music. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, uh, it was whatever was uh, uh, royalty-free, so thanks to whoever <laughs> whoever did that. So we won't get taken down. But uh, good to see you, Will, as always. Without further ado, this is the TV voice of the Liberty Flames. Uh, legitimately one of the best uh, play-by-play guys in the entire country, Matt Warner. Matt, welcome to the Vines Bombcast. Hey, I'm just thrilled to be here. Naz has been shoving my face in it for weeks because he got to come on first. And so, like, he's been bragging. So I'm just glad now that he doesn't have that over me anymore. You know, I can feel like I've caught up with Naz. Well, see, here's my explanation. So (laughs) Naz only does one sport. It's true. you're doing like 50,000 sports. So I was like, you know, let's, let's wait for a time where he has a couple days off before. Yeah, and I feel yeah. like this was the most optimal time for, for, for you. So uh, you're right though. This, this is the best time of the year. There's no better, you know, season or stretch of time in sports in general. And typically you also have spring training going on right now, which also adds to this time of year. We don't really have that this season, but like, yeah, this is it heading into March postseason. It's as good as it gets. But Matt, you worked today, didn't you? You did baseball today. We right? did. I did. Yeah, I did baseball today. Uh, so no big win call, today. Baby. Yeah, noted. This is the yeah, the crossover season. My wife does not love because it, <laughs> the schedule is jam packed. But yeah, yeah, it's a blast, man. It's and obviously with the way all the Liberty teams are going, it, it makes it especially fun. Your wife doesn't start rooting against Liberty, does she? My, she I, no. <laughs> mine, mine might. She says she doesn't, but I, I'm not sure. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. Yeah. So, nah, since, not, we're not the, since we're on the topic of other sports for just a moment, I know this is our basketball yeah. show. Matt, I'm really trying hard to get this over because I grew up a huge professional wrestling fan. I've caught on to that. There was, yeah. There was yeah. this guy by the name of Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. And there's not many people that I have ever heard with that last name. So trying to get that Mr. Wonderful for Derek Orndorff rolling because he is Mr. Wonderful right now. Well, well, Nick Pierce actually told that whole story on the broadcast today as well. So he's working hard, also a huge wrestling guy. He laid out an extensive story about that. Uh, So, yes, I think he's on board with you. He's trying to get that nickname rolling. Good deal. You just need to get on board and get the T-shirts first before somebody else does it. You know what I mean? Yes, a sea of red will probably be right. Too, that's that's the thing yeah. right now. You've got to beat people, Gosh. beat them to the punch with any t shirt ideas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> I have no idea. The Fonz Palm shirt. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, gonna have to get a few more viewers. We're doing pretty well, but uh, <laughs> maybe a you know, like 200 more percent or something like that. But uh, we'll see. Well, very good. I have no idea what you guys are talking about with wrestling, but uh, I'm I'm glad. <laughs> yeah. I, well, if you're happy, I'm happy. Uh, so let's uh, <laughs> let's roll. We'll uh, we're gonna go through each of the the games this last week. That's kind of been our thing. We've gone through every game. I know everyone just wants to talk about the Ace on tournament, so we won't you know belabor any of these. But uh, let's go through each of these games. Uh, first game last week, uh, Liberty uh, 85-66 winners over Central Arkansas. 
Harris McGee, 34 points in this game. Liberty played just a fantastic second half defensively. They were uh, on point, and uh, coming into this game, the Flames have been struggling, so this was a really, really you know, encouraging sign and winning on the road against a team that has uh, uh, surprised a lot of people in the A-Sun. Matt, let's start with you. Uh, what was your thoughts on this game? I mean, you touched on a little bit. It was the defense, um, especially that stretch in the second half. Because remember, it was what, like a two-point game of the half, I think is what it was. So you're thinking, oh, man, here, here we go. You know, we've had some problems in the second half, uh, you know, on the road. Like, you know, is, is this going to go that way again? And then you saw the defense show up and play well uh, in the second half to kind of lock it down. So for me, the way this season has kind of been going down the stretch defensively, uh, I felt like that, okay, all right, maybe maybe this Liberty team hasn't just – like actually going into that game, I was like – I think I said to somebody on our show maybe, I'm like maybe we just scrap the whole defensive mindset thing and just crank up the tempo and just say we'll race you to 100, you know? Like maybe we just say, you know, let's, let's just let's – just, we'll get back to that next year. Let's just go out and just fill it up because, you know, they are so good offensively. But, no, that was the key for me in that game was just the way that they stepped up in the second half on the defensive end of the court, and that kind of helped them uh, pull away down the stretch. Well, what was your thoughts on this game? Yeah, I don't know if I could really add much more to that other than, number one, it felt like I was watching the game in black and white. Um, Wasn't that weird? Yeah, it is weird. I like it. Um, It's different, but it is weird to watch on television. Uh, It also felt like we kind of needed a big win like that coming off of those two losses. Um, And I know we're going to talk about the game last night. Um, it felt like we needed a big win. Last night felt like we needed a close win. And it's kind of funny how that pulls out, turns out like that, but good win. And I did want to ask you, Matt, because I, I know I, I went on and on about this on, on Twitter, but I really, really like Central Arkansas's uh, TV broadcasters. I yeah. was, I've watched them several times this year, but I've never like consciously, you know, I probably had it on mute a lot of times. I thought they were just really, really good. Matt, what was your thoughts on these guys? No, I did too. Like, I, I like at one point, I, I told my wife, I'm like, man, I thought I was excitable. Like, these guys are into it. You know, it was awesome. Like, they were fired up. You could tell that they'd done their research. That's that's usually for, for like Naz and I when we're watching games. Like, that's what will bother me more than anything. It's not, you know, you know, whatever. Like, talent, different, whatever. You know, some people are better than others. But it's like, have you ever taken a look at the roster before or have you (laughs) ever watched them before or how to pronounce a name do you know how to pronounce the name like yeah those kind of things that drive you crazy or when it's been like the you know it's late in the season it's like you obviously must not pay attention to ASUN basketball I remember to point out this I remember the ASUN tournament last year do you remember the the broadcasters they pulled in for that and the guys calling Lipscomb and saying you know the pass into Asa Dulala and you're like, this guy's only been an all-conference player like for two years in a row, and you this is the conference tournament, and you don't know it. Like that kind of stuff is what gets me more than anything. And no, those guys, those guys were great. I really enjoyed listening to them, and I think they, if I was doing a power ranking of broadcasters, they're probably right at the top. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I'm with you. Research always trumps, you know, talent for me. I mean, you know, I, I can live with the guy who's struggling if he's if I can tell he really, you know, put a lot of effort into it. Because that's what I want. I want information. I want to, you know, I, I want someone broadcasting the game that uh, uh, knows what they're doing. And obviously, you and Naz are 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 the goats of the ASUN well, in that. 
I think when you when you just enjoy it, when you just enjoy the game, you naturally want to dig into it. You know what I mean? And so, like, I mean, you can't keep Naz out of the gym. He's there. He beats everybody there. He's ready to go. So, like, yeah, I think when you have fun with it, you want to you want to make sure you do it the right way. And, you know, I've even had people be like, boy, you got kind of excited there when the other team made a, you know, made a big shot or whatever. I'm like, well, I mean, yeah, this is a great game. Like, I, I don't I don't think Naz, neither Naz or I want to be just like over the top homers we we are just enjoying the game of basketball and what we're seeing and sometimes if that happens to be a dun martin three you know dagger three or something well i mean that it's still an exciting game and you still got to kind of approach it that way yeah speaking of dun martin yeah, unfortunately uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I i i love this game i thought this game was a lot of fun i, I enjoyed it this is the kind of basketball like i want to watch yeah it didn't it didn't come out the the way we wanted to uh but uh Davion Dunbarton uh, set the FGCU program record, 43 points, 12 of 13 from the free throw line. That's where I think the game was won for them, was was his ability to get to the free throw line. I don't necessarily think Liberty was making a lot of bad fouls. Like I just I think he did a really great job. I, I want to start with Will on this, because I know Will has a little bit different of a take than me. I had zero issue, other than maybe a report of a certain word that he said to the bench don't really love that i'm not going to condone that i have no problem whatsoever you you have your career night you celebrate you run around you you know tease a little bit i personally i'm all about it um but well i think you have a little bit different of a take so i'll i'll let you what was your no, thought no, on, no. on mr dun martin no i don't have a different take um i think yeah like after you have a game like that it's just different because we're used to seeing Darius McGee who can do the exact same things, if not better, and he doesn't do all the things that Dun Martin was doing. So I think we're just used to seeing that. But I'm I'm all good with a heel coming in and um, you know, making a little noise on the opponent's home court. And it was probably, in my opinion, the best game of the year. And um, you know, Matt, we're not just blowing smoke because you're here, but you know, watching this, um, game uh just reminded me of how you guys are <laughs> you guys are the best broadcast team it's two it's two different things we number one we have great production yeah for sure um, so it the best in the league but you could have a bad broadcast team to go with that and you're like it's still just a bad broadcast team but you guys are the best broadcast team so it was just a lot of excitement watching that game um yeah and it it was the probably the best game of the season, I think. Yeah, it, felt, it was. Go ahead. I'm sorry. It, it felt like a very high level basketball game, Matt. Yeah. Is that what you yeah. felt? Yeah, I think I even said in as at one point, this feels like a conference tournament game. Like it, it yeah. kind of had that kind of feel to it. And and I I'm I'm with you in, in part in the way that he reacted to that because yeah, I, I've always been kind of the uh, the mindset that hey, you don't like it, then it's your job to stop it. You know what I mean? Like you don't want him doing this, then don't let him score. Where where the only thing where I'll say I don't love is like I guess he was like staring down Coach McKay and, and some stuff kind of directed towards him. And to me, I'm like, what? Like what? He he's not coming out to guard you. Like why? Like forget him. Like like if you want to give it to the crowd and to some of the other guys, like players, I'm all I'm all fine with that. When you start kind of trying to like eye up the coach and give him looks and stuff, like he's not. What's he gonna do? You know what I mean? Like. So that part I didn't love, but yeah, I mean, just the intensity in the building 
the, you could just feel it ratchet up there down the stretch. And it, it was, I'm unfortunately, you know, Liberty came out on the wrong end, but man, he put on an absolute show and, and Liberty did everything they could. Like they threw everybody at him. You had, you, you know, Darius down the stretch, you put on him and he did, he did a decent job on a couple of possessions, you know, Warfield, they've even would you know, Robinson to get a bigger body on, like they tried everything on him. And it's just one of those nights. Sometimes, you know, this, you know, great offense beats great defense sometimes. And on this night, it definitely did because, when he's shooting beyond the arc that way, we've seen those games. He's had games this year where he's shot them out of it. In fact, the game prior, I think he was three for 19. So he can do that. But when he's shooting it well from beyond the arc, I'm not sure how you defend him because he is so quick off the dribble, uh, similar to Darius in some ways. And we saw him the ability to get to the free throw line and knock him down. Like, now it, it was a performance that like people will talk about for a long time. Nick, don't you think he came into this game with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder? That oh, first yeah. game, Liberty shut him yeah. down. I mean, it wasn't like late until the game and he actually had a basket. So it was almost like he took it personally. And and maybe that's why he was chirping a little bit too. Yeah, well, yeah. he was he was really bad in that, that first game. And Darius was as good as he possibly could be. So, I mean, you're coming into this game with, you know, everything against you. So... Um, yeah, I think he got tired of hearing like there were all the Twitter love for Warfield or no, no, it was for Vinzant after that first game, but all oh, Vinzant, you know, all oh, shut him down, all that stuff, like more uh, motivation. Yeah. It was all out there. Cause he did, Vinzant did shut him down, you know, for the most part in that first meeting. So yeah, it, it was fun to see. I mean, that kid, that kid's a competitor. He is. And to see him in person, like Darius isn't a big guy, but Del Martin is noticeably smaller. I thought in person than even Darius is like, he is a tiny dude. And to see him dominate the way he did was pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah. He was actually only five for fifteen from three in the game. I, I like when it the game, felt a lot better than that, when, didn't it? When the game ended, yeah, I, I, I was just kind of looking at the stats. I was like, he was five for fifteen. I, I was like, I thought I would have thought he was like eight for twelve or something. Yeah, it, it felt. It, but it was it was the free throws. I mean, just you know, when you get to the line and you know you shoot at the percentage he is that. You can't you can't beat that as an opponent. And Liberty did not shoot well in this game themselves. Um, but yeah, this is fun. Um, certainly wouldn't hate seeing this matchup again in the A Sun tournament. Maybe the A Sun Championship. We'll talk about how that could potentially line up. Yeah, uh, yeah. That was the first thing I said to Naz after the game. It's like I hope I hope we get to see them again. I, that that just feels like the way those first two games went. Like you need a third. Like you need to see each other one more time. Yeah, absolutely. And what? Sorry, one more comment on this. I don't love comparing Darius McGee to Dunmar, which I don't think Will you were doing. Darius is his own dude. He plays the game his style. He's more of a quiet, you know, competitor, and, and that's fine. Like, I don't like putting these guys. You have to act this way. You have to act this way. You know, let these kids have fun. Let them play. Let them celebrate if they want. Let them not celebrate if they want. I don't think it necessarily. Uh, you know, makes it one to the other. But I don't know. I love Marshall Henderson, so I'm a, I'm just a, I'm just a heathen when it comes yeah. to basketball watching. So yeah. uh, don't yeah. take it from me. Uh, <laughs> the next one, Liberty Kennesaw. Me and Will, we did a, a post game show, so we won't you know uh, go too far into this. Uh, but Darius McGee, I mean, I I don't know what more you can say. I think he had 36 points from halftime and through overtime just was incredible literally put uh the team on his back there was like a billion free throw shot in this game i don't know what was going on with this like 70 something free throws matt the, what what was this game like it well 
it, it had pretty good flow until I felt like it was maybe like, you know, four or five minutes into the second half, it felt like the way it was called completely changed. And, and we kind of talked about it a little bit, but man, they tightened up like they just the amount of whistles that you saw in the second half of this game. I felt like took it out of its flow a little bit. Obviously, uh, it, it hurt Kennesaw. They had guys in foul trouble. Uh, but I did think it kind of broke up the flow a little bit of this game and, and, and got teams out of it a little bit and, and had guys even guessing, like, how can I defend? There were a few calls. There was the one, uh, I'm trying to remember if it was Burden maybe, that he, like, took a, took a handoff and tried to turn the corner and just slipped and fell, and Vinzant happened to be in the area, and they whistled Vinzant for the foul. And there was just a lot of that kind of stuff that, like, there was just a lot of touch stuff. And so I felt like that took these teams out of kind of their game just a little bit. Now, obviously – if it gets into a free throw shooting contest, Kennesaw is the worst in the conference from the free throw line and Liberty, you know, shot it really well. So, uh, you know, that, that played to Liberty's advantage, but, but yeah, just the, just the officiating. I think for me, that was the worst officiated game. I feel like I've seen this year. Um, I can't think of another game for Liberty where I was like, boy, that was just brutal. There've been some calls here and there, but there was a lot of calls, even the call that they, I think it was in overtime where Darius, they said stepped out of bounds and the replay showed he clearly didn't. Like that could have been a game changing call right there. And there was just a number of ones where you're kind of going, ah, I didn't really, I didn't really see that there. And, and for both sides, I would, I'm guessing both, both coaches just from their reactions were a little bit frustrated because they just didn't know how, how do you, how do you play defense? How do you guard these guys with as many whistles as, as they're blowing right now? Yeah. I think this game was the highest free throw rate for, for Liberty since like 2019. So it was, it, Liberty's not a team that gets to the line a no. lot. So, I don't know. Hope I hope some of that is actually was some things they were doing. I don't I don't know because the game was so choppy. I, I hope that Liberty is is finding ways to get to the free throw line more because that is huge yeah. in, in these conference tournaments. And um, I know we've kind of harped a little bit on times of some of Liberty's free throw shooting, but they're actually a pretty decent free throw shooting team, especially you know the guards. Uh, so I think if Liberty can get to the line a little bit more, I, I think that that will be a huge advantage. One more point before I, I pass it off to Will. Kind of thinking back on this after I got a little bit of time to digest, it just was like, okay, wow, that's Darius McGee. We're going into a conference tournament. That's the guy that can carry you. And you can't expect this every night. Right. But I think it was a good thing for him to kind of have that that moment going into this and for the team as well, just to kind of have that confidence doesn't really matter what we're up against. We have the best player in the conference, you know, in this tournament. Will, what was your thoughts? We might have lost Will. No. Uh, Matt, you got any other? Nope. Is he coming back? Well, I'll just say this. It... Darius McGee. Oh, there we go. You good? You back? Go ahead. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, I think, the play for me, though, was that Vinzant steal because none of that even has a chance to happen if Vinzant doesn't steal that inbound pass. And because you had Darius kind of tried to draw contact on that previous one, didn't get the call, didn't finish, and you're thinking seven seconds left. I mean, that, 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 that might be it. You know, all they have to do is get it in, and they have a chance to steal it from the line. But that steal obviously then gave us the opportunity to, uh, to send it to overtime and then credit Darius for, I mean, everything he did after that. He just put the team on his back. Yeah, thanks for thanks for bringing up that. Yeah, that's that exactly. steal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Was that that steal? JVZ really stepped sure. in. Um, 
because that that uh, drive that Darius had that would have won the game, um, it was kind of an ugly like toss up to the basket. Like there wasn't really anything there. But it was. I was gonna say it's kind of like that Central Arkansas play-by-play announcer said, "Darius McGee, are you not entertained?" Are you not that's entertained? That's kind of how I felt. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of how I felt watching that whole thing. Just very yeah. entertaining. Just he's. I'm gonna miss watching him play next year for sure. Isn't it? Isn't it so bizarre though? Like I keep catching myself because it just Liberty offensively just looks so different than what we've been used to. Like I can't tell you how many possessions we've seen where it's just like Darius brings it down. Darius just kind of kind of probes for a little bit and then he tries to take it to the basket or a step back three or whatever. And, and whereas before you would see a lot more ball movement, you would see a lot more player movement at times. It's, it's, it's weird. It's weird to me because Liberty does look different offensively that way. Now, obviously it's, you know, you're not going to argue with it. And Darius is probably the only guy that Richie McKay will ever give the green light to like this, like ever again. So, but you understand why he does it. But I'm just curious, like compared to the, like those great teams that we remember from a few years ago, and to what this team will become in the next couple of years. Like, I just think this year is going to look completely different in terms of what they're doing uh, than what it will look like, you know, another year or two from now. So it is like enjoy it. We're probably never going to see anything like this again because there won't be another player like this, and Richie McKay is not going to give a, him a, the freedom like he's given uh, Darius this season. Yeah, that's a great point. And uh, uh, hey, I'm I'm still holding out hope he comes back next year. So I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I'm maybe I'm naive, but uh, I'm not. I'm not a uh, until I see he's officially you know gone. Yeah. Doesn't doesn't use that extra year. I'm a uh, I'm gonna keep uh, uh, holding out hope. Yeah, Darius McGee, man, what a what an incredible player. And I I'm just I'm excited to see what he can do. And that leads us to the A Sun tournament. Uh the the best time of the year. Uh, if you're watching, I do have the bracket up. Um, Matt, I, I I didn't ask this before. I'm assuming you are not allowed to make any predictions on this, correct? Oh, I can make any predictions I want. I think. I think I'm fair. I think that's fair game. Yeah. Is it? You're not yeah. like that. You're not like the ESPN college no, football guys. I, I, Kirk I can't make different. Yeah, Kirk Herbstreit. He he may not want to, but yeah, I think I can say anything I want. Let's go. All right. All right. Well, let's uh, let's first let's run through these quarterfinal matchups. Let's start with the, or not, not quarterfinal, I'm sorry, round one matchups. Um, oh, wrong one. These round one matchups, and we'll just run through this whole tournament. So uh, the first game is uh, a North Alabama-Florida Gulf Coast. Florida Gulf Coast is an 11-point favorite, according to Kim Palm. I'm assuming we all feel pretty confident in Florida Gulf Coast right now in that game. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. And North Alabama, I mean... I know everybody said there's not a bottom to the league this year. Like I've heard coaches say that, oh, there's no bottom. If there's not a bottom, North Alabama's right there. It's been a struggle for them this season. Yeah, I would say they're probably the only team that I don't think could get a win. Um, now, Agreed. you never Agreed. know. I mean, it is one one game and done, and we've seen some crazy things. Uh, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I feel pretty pretty confident in that. Will, you don't have anything different there? No, yeah, Florida goes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Eastern Kentucky, Kennesaw. Uh, Kennesaw is a uh, five-point favorite in this one, just simply probably because they're at home. Eastern Kentucky, man, they've been that team all year. We've been saying, oh, that's a team you don't want to face in the tournament, and then they've just never done anything, never done anything. And then what do they do the last last game of the year? They blow out Bellarmine. Uh, 
So I, I have no this game honestly. I have these both of these teams. They're I feel like their variance game to game yeah. is so high. I feel like I'm, I'm taking Kennesaw just because they're at home, but that's really my only gut on this. So here's here's one thing on this is we saw Kennesaw State shoot the three much better against Liberty than they do you know traditionally throughout the year. What they make? Do they make 15? I think on Saturday. And they only make you know seven point eight per ball game you know throughout the season. So I wonder if they come back down to earth a little bit that way. And Eastern Kentucky, we know they're going to shoot a ton of threes. They hit fourteen of them in that in that season finale uh, against Bellarmine. So I, it would not shock me at all if Eastern Kentucky comes out if they get yeah, obviously if they got hot behind three, like that's it because I don't see Kennesaw shooting it that well again from beyond the arc like they did against the Flames. And Kennesaw, remember. Like, while they're getting better, like, they've never had postseasons. Like, this is it. Like, they've never had postseason success. Like, they've never gotten to experience this and really be a contender. So, like, it's a little bit different pressure. I'll be curious to see. I love what I saw from from Saturday, but it wouldn't surprise me at all, at all if Eastern Kentucky came out and, and pulled this one out. Yeah, I believe this is their first time ever hosting a conference tournament game. Now, I know... The ASUN used to do uh, neutral sites, so some of it might yeah. be that. But it's their uh, first hosting any playoff game or postseason games since like '04 when they were a Division Two team. Wow! So it's been a long time, yeah. So it, so yeah, that's great. You want that, but now it's kind of like you feel that pressure that you never felt before. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, real quick, uh, Matt, we did get a question here from from our guy Chad uh, talking about you know is it is it an unintentional is it an intentional thing? Um, where you don't come across as such a homer. <laughs> is that an intentional thing that you, you try to yeah. do? You kind of talked a little bit earlier on it. It is. Yeah, it is. And that is, and, and that's actually kind of a, a Liberty broadcasting thing that we've kind of decided really since I've been here, that's kind of been the the goal is we want it to be more like a really ESPN broadcast where we play it down the middle as much as we can. And obviously we're around this Liberty team more. So we just naturally know more about them. And so that may come out within the broadcast itself. But whether it's basketball, football, whatever, we want it to be as down the middle, you know, as we can. And, and for instance, last year on the football side with COVID, we ended up last minute. They put us on ESPN two. They put us on ESPNU, and they were all like, "No, you know, the ESPN people are like, no, you can't be, you can't be like, you know, show favoritism." We're like, "Oh, we're really not going to do it any different than we normally do because we do try to play it as much down the middle as we can because you know, for the fans of the other teams that are watching too." We want them to enjoy the broadcast as well and not think that we're not credible and not think that we're, you know, legitimate broadcasters because we're so over the top rooting for our team throughout a ball game. We want to just do both teams, you know, justice as best we can. And yeah, we that's that's kind of something we always talk about and and we try to do as best as we can. Yeah. And I think we felt that with Central Arkansas, how great that can be on the other right. end. So uh Will, what's your thoughts on this uh a Kennesaw State EKU game? Yeah, I I picked Kennesaw State just because I wasn't sure. Like, I didn't know. I just kind of felt like it was a toss up. Went with the home team, especially after you know seeing the way they played against Liberty. But like Matt said, um, you know that might have been their best shot. And Eastern Kentucky can come out and just run them off the their home floor. So I just went with Kennesaw State. But that was that game right there is maybe the most intriguing to me out of all of these. Um, that four and five seed right in the middle. Yeah. yeah. If I'm in doubt, I just go with the home team, which is exactly yeah. 
pretty much what I did in the next game too. Central Arkansas Stetson. I don't really Stetson. I mean, they beat Jacksonville State, like, but they've had a pretty bad year, other than you know that, and they they put a good game against Liberty. Uh, Central Arkansas is a two point favorite. Central Arkansas has had really an incredible season. I mean, seriously, this team was picked dead last, and they were yeah. th- a three seed in this tournament. So. Ton of congrats to them. I, I don't know. Matt, let's start with you. What's your your thoughts on this one? Stetson has been just a disappointment, really, for like the past two years. Like I thought you go back to what was Perry and Jawara's freshman season. I thought this team was going to be a force. I thought they were going to be great. Now, obviously, Perry's not, you know, he's ineligible or whatever. I even told that to Donnie Jones when I talked to him before their game here. I said, I thought Jawara would be a player of the year candidate by now. Like, what? What happened? And, and you know, he said it's been a number of things, injuries and things like that. But, yeah, they've been – they just never quite uh, – they just never quite play as well as I thought, as I think they will, except when they, they played us and uh, uh, they, you know, kind of went off a little bit. But, yeah, I'll take, I'll take Central Arkansas at home. I don't see Stetson being the kind of team with the type of, of toughness to go on the road and get a postseason win. I think Central Arkansas will take it. Yeah, very cool. And – um yeah, I'm 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 excited for that. Definitely excited to get to watch our our favorite uh, broadcasters other than Liberty get to the yeah. home game. So I'm glad they got a home game for sure. And then I think the best the the best game of the night, and it's cool because it's actually at eight o'clock. So if you're watching some of these, you'll get to hopefully get to watch one by itself. I hate that they don't do this more staggered. I won't get into I'm, that. I'm totally with you on that. By the way, like Why? there's no reason not to. Yeah, I think you you draw it out. You get like. Because, two, you're at home sites. Are you telling me FGCU, if you wanted them to start at six, they wouldn't still fill it up? Like, of course they would. They have all week, you know, you have all these, you know, like multiple days. What would it be, like three days to kind of promote it and stuff like that with it being a little bit earlier time? Of course they'd still fill it up. Like, stagger it out a little bit so that you can try to watch all of them. I'm with you. And you got two two of these teams are in the central time zone too. So I, yeah, I just like just 45 minutes. You could probably watch at least a half of each game. Like, do they not like want some of these? I don't know. Maybe we're the only people that watch other ASUN yeah, games out there. Yeah, that really could be. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe we need to find something better to do with our time. I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's whatever. But anyway, so Lipscomb is the favorite in this game. I do not feel like they're the favorite in any shape or form. North Florida is playing really, really well. I picked North Florida in this. Uh, you know, Lipscomb is still at home, though, so you always have that. Uh, Asajula, what is he going to do in this tournament? He uh, he put them on uh, on their back a couple years ago, so y- you never know. Matt, what's your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I think the X factor in this game is actually is going to be Trey Benham. And he's been, I think he scored over 20 in two of their last three games. And so he's that kind of three-point threat that, uh, that they've been looking for. And so I think he's going to be the X factor in this one. But, yeah, no, something about North Florida. What is the deal? It's like they lose players and they get better. And I saw Hendrickson came back for their last game. I, I, I think Placer is still out. I think he even I saw some video of him with a brace on his wrist or something. So I'd assume he's still out. But, yeah, something about North Florida. They seem to be getting better at this stage of the year. And, and honestly, again, you're in a you're in a one bid league like this. Like none of the stuff really matters that that took place in the regular season. And, and Naz was talking about this on the broadcast, where it's like they get hot these last four or five games and play their best ball of the year. Like that's all that matters is that they're playing well right now. And it doesn't matter that they had a disappointing season overall. So yeah, I would I'm taking North Florida. I think they're gonna 
They're going to go in there and get it done. Lipscomb, again, they, 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 I just don't think they have the talent, the depth. Asajla is obviously very dangerous, but unless Trey Benham has another big game, uh, I think North Florida is going to go in and get it. Yeah, Will, what about you? I hope we lose him again. Uh, I'll, I'll do one more point on 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 a on a North Florida. I mean, I think Hicklin, man, he is just a a really impressive player. And Lipscomb, I mean, they're fortunate. I mean, North Florida does have a better record than they do, and they're getting to host because of the division. So, yeah. and they're de- they're definitely uh, uh, very fortunate there. Um, oh, I'm sorry, I moved back. Let's uh, let's kind of look through the the semifinals here. I guess it's me and you, Matt, for for a minute here. Uh, so we'll start with the top. We got Jacksonville. Um, I'm taking Central Arkansas. Um, I don't think Jacksonville is going to have any problem with either one of these teams. Uh, they are an interesting team because they do have a first year head coach. Yeah. Uh, and you know, coaching in these tournament games, I mean, I definitely think that's a where experience really, really is a is a big key. Um, so that's kind of interesting and they didn't play in the tournament last year. So I know they have a lot of transfers that have played in some other conference tournaments, but they definitely don't have any players that have played in probably like, you know, most of them haven't played in a couple years if they have. So, I mean, do you feel pretty confident that Jacksonville is going to get to the semifinals or, I mean, could you see maybe them slipping up to one of these two teams? I don't, I don't see it to, to those teams. And, and I think a lot of it is just because of the defense that Jacksonville plays. Like that's one of those things, even if there's that kind of uneasiness on the offensive end, because they're in a situation they haven't maybe been in before. I think the defense is going to you know be what, what carries them. And against either of those teams, I think the defense will be good enough to, to lock them up and, and to carry them to a win. Yeah. I, I think they cruise pretty easily actually. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Uh, and then Jacksonville State. Uh, this is a either one of these teams or Kennesaw or Eastern Kentucky is a not a comfortable quarterfinal matchup. I mean, you know, Liberty's played both of those teams and played them close, and 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 just felt like an uncomfortable game. I don't think that they would lose, but Jacksonville State has been a very inconsistent team this year. Man, they have looked dominant times, but they lost to Central Arkansas. Who else did they lose to? North Florida, yeah, yeah. I mean, they've lost to a Lipscomb. Uh, got them too, didn't they? Stetson, Stetson, Stetson. That's right, Stetson did. Yeah, they, they, they lost to a uh, a six and a five seed in this in this tournament, and then a the team that has the worst computer ranking. So, I, yeah, the team that we saw in Lynchburg, I left there being like, "Who's going to beat this? Game? Who's going to beat this team?" And then they just kind of fell apart for a stretch after they beat us, but. I'll say this, like, if you give me a choice, do I want the the winner of Eastern Kentucky or Kennesaw, like, to have to face them, or the winner of Lipscomb, North Florida? I'll take Liberty's, I'll take Liberty's spot every time. I think Liberty is in a much better, has a much better potential matchup than, than Jacksonville State does. So I think, it, and, you know, yeah, Jacksonville State has the number one overall seed or whatever, but, like, I, I don't, I don't want to face either of those teams. Yeah. Especially, you think about, you know, Eastern Kentucky, we said they can get hot from beyond three. But what if, if Kennesaw State wins that game, you have this young group that now suddenly thinks, you know, we can do this. Like now they have a game under their belt and now they're playing free and there's not there's not that whole like, oh, we've never been in this situation. We've never, you know, hosted all this stuff. Like then they're feeling it and they're young and they're confident and they go in with nothing to lose. Like 
I wouldn't want to play either of those teams in the second round. I think that could actually be a, a really whichever one of those two they get, I think could be a really, really fun matchup. Yeah, if I'm Jacksonville State, I'd much rather play either one of those teams having them not played a game already and, and, right. and been comfortable because they're both in that exact same boat where, you know, you you see it, but you know, they, I, they feel like they might need that confidence boost. And what in that first game is going to be a huge confidence boost in a, in a toss up game. So um, the other thing about about Harper is he has a lot of experience. He's probably True. he's, you know, I don't know, I guess Bellerman, you know, has some but some of that's division two. But I mean, Harper, he's coached in the NCAA tournament uh, last year. They lost to a really good Belmont team. And I think it was the OVC semifinals uh they played them really it was a really good Bellman team. I think they lost by like three points so he has a lot of experience so and so yeah, does his that, team like yeah. and his team is not necessarily there as much you know maybe some but like they have a lot of experience from other schools from being in other places some big game experience as well so yeah they're a veteran squad I mean there's not going to be you wouldn't think there'd be a lot of nerves as far as that kind of thing goes because they're yeah they're a veteran bunch that's been around yeah absolutely Will Welcome back to the program. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. We got to get them uh, worked out now before uh, the tournament this week. So That's we're right. good. We're good. Uh, well, we have both Jacksonville and Jacksonville State moving on. We thought Jacksonville State were maybe a little more um, nervous on than not nervous. We, we, we hope they lose, but uh, uh, we think Jacksonville State might have a tougher quarterfinal matchup than Jacksonville. You got any thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, so going back to the opening round, you know, there's always like a crazy upset somewhere in here. I actually picked Stetson to be the upset team. National reason behind it. Uh, maybe that would be one of the teams. Um you know, I think I think Jacksonville, just because of their defense, is a better team. I don't know what y'all feel about that. I'm sure y'all have already went over that. Yeah, I, mean, I think Jacksonville's defense, I think it's overrated some, but I do think it's going to really stifle either of those two teams that they would play. I don't think Jacksonville's defense necessarily is good enough to, on its own, beat you know, the Jacksonville States and the Liberties, but I, I think some of these, you know, teams that aren't as, as uh, skilled, you know, offensively, I, I think it can really, really stifle them. Uh, all right. So let's, uh, let's move down to the bottom of the bracket. Florida Gulf Coast Bellerman is, we assume going to happen. Uh, this is, uh, this would be, I think the most fun matchup. Um, I, I really like Florida Gulf Coast in this matchup. Bellarmine is not not playing very well right now. Uh, Florida Gulf Coast is playing very very well right now. They just beat Jackson. They beat Jacksonville and Liberty. You know this week. You know that's that's a heck of a week going into the tournament. And I know momentum can be very very overrated in these things. Remember these are one one game things. So don't I don't want to get too much into the momentum because. You know, momentum can be stopped pretty quick if you, you know, miss your first four three-pointers, you know, it's over. I don't know, Matt, what's your thoughts on this? I like Florida Gulf Coast a lot in this. Um, I hope I'm not just drinking into the Kool-Aid after just seeing them. I, I feel like I'm almost kind of getting trapped into them, but I, I really like them here. No, I'm, I'm the same way. I, I, I like them a lot. And you just, you have a guy, first off, you have the Kevin Samuel kid who's another level big and an impactful player 
that is just a it's just tough to handle, not just on the offensive end, but like he affects the game. I think so many ways defensively as well, whether he blocks your shot or not, you're just always looking for him and you always assume he's right there. And, and he's a big time force in the paint for them. And then obviously you've got Dun Martin and what he, we know he can do. Yeah. I think the way they're playing right now, I, I, it would not surprise me if, if they just roll through their first two games, like I, like I, if they won both by double digits, I wouldn't be stunned at all. They're playing so well right now. Yeah, I'm completely with you on that, Will. Yeah, it's all about when you peak, right? And uh, Florida Gulf Coast seems like they're they're at that point. Play their best basketball of the season going into the tournament. That's kind of what you want. Well, and listen, don't they come in and, and beat Liberty? Like just what that does for a team in terms of the confidence. Like they they probably think right now they are the best team in this conference. You know, if you go you go and. And, and take down the flames on their court. Like you're thinking why we should win the championship. And, and so, I mean, they're riding high right now. And when you have a, a guard that can get hot, like Dun Martin, if he's confident and feeling like that, like, I think, yeah, I think, I think they're going to win their first two and they're going to make a lot of noise in this tournament. Yeah. And I think we all had North Florida Liberty, you know, North Florida is a team that, I mean, Liberty's definitely better than, I mean, there's, there's no debate, you know, looking at the rosters and uh, all that kind of stuff. But North Florida, I mean, they shoot, I think, the same amount of threes as Liberty in Commerce, but I think it's like the exact same amount of percentage. And that is the one thing that my guy Kim Pomeroy says. If you're looking for an upset, don't necessarily look at the three-point percentage. Look at who attempts the most. And the teams that attempt the most, those are the teams that are the most uh, uh, likely to pull an upset just because they can have a hot night and when you shoot a bunch, you know, it can. So they're a scary matchup. Um, but I, I still feel pretty good, especially at home, Matt. Yeah, they are scary. Like I could see this being a Liberty wins by 20 or it could be a, like a one possession game late. Like it, it could go either one of those directions and, and neither would surprise me. Uh, it'll be interesting. You know, I was, I was thinking back today, like, Liberty, you think back to a few years ago, you'd run into those, you know, who are, who are the top scorers in the conference? You know, I think it was the Zach Cooks with NJIT or some guys like that where it was like, oh, you know what their average is coming in? Liberty's going to hold them below that. Well, we've hit this stretch now where it's like Hicklin goes off, Johnston goes off, Dunn Martin goes off, and suddenly you've got these guys that are at the top of the scouting report. They're some of the best scorers in the conference. But now they're finding success against the Flames. And so that's worrisome. And could Hicklin have another kind of game like that against the Flames? Yeah, I mean, maybe. The, the way it's kind of been going, uh, some of these guards have been having success against Liberty. But honestly, when it gets down to it, tournament time, seeing them for a third time now, I just have a hard time believing that Liberty's not just going to take care of business on their home floor. Yeah, they're scary. Yeah, they can do they can do some things from beyond the arc if they get hot. But I just, I just can't see them coming on to, you know, coming into the Liberty Arena and coming out with a win. I just don't see that happening. I wonder what's who's the last team that beat Richie McKay twice in a season. It hasn't happened in the A Sun. I mean, it's, hmm. it's back, so that's probably, kind of is it, is it. Would it be a Radford? You think? Yeah, probably. From that, from yeah, that, prob- the conference championship, and they probably got us earlier in the regular season there, maybe or something like that. Yeah, probably. That's kind of an interesting thought, you know. I almost kind of want to play a team that that's beat Liberty because Richie doesn't lose very often twice, yeah. especially with 
looking at the roster. Well, what's your thoughts on a on a we we assume a North Florida Liberty matchup? Yeah, I like North Florida. Um, Matt, because you and Nick weren't there, but there was a lot of chatter going on on Twitter about kind of the student section uh, at that last game and them kind of being not not showing up. And to me, like, I mean, it sounded good on TV, but I wasn't, you know, at the arena. This would be the first, you know, playoff game, tournament game at Liberty Arena with fans there. So how much of a difference does that make in this first round game, first round for Liberty? Yeah, I mean, I, I you, you hope they show up. Yeah, you said it, like uh, the, the the student support has been disappointing. Uh, it has. And, and even the, the crowd ended up being decent uh, on, on Saturday, but it was also like a late arriving crowd because I mean, you probably saw some of the pictures when senior day, those events were going on, like it was empty. Like there was there was hardly anybody there. And that was really disappointing. So the other thing I, I believe with the conference tournament, like students don't just get in, you know, with their student pass anymore. It's not like that. I think Liberty may end up doing doing some things to kind of help, you know, get tickets for students and all of that. But the bottom line is they haven't been coming like you would expect. And, you know, with the winning that Liberty had over the years, with, uh, with the success, the new building, a once-in-a-lifetime player in Darius McGee, like I don't know why. I don't know what else you're doing in Lynchburg and why you're not in the building. You know what I mean? Like, like there's no better show in town. So, yeah, I don't know. One thing I will say with Liberty students that I've seen over the years and noticed, it's like when it is a big game or like a, you know, high profile matchup, then it's like, okay, now, now we'll show up. So maybe, maybe come tournament time, we'll get a little bit more buzz in the building from them. But yeah, it's been, you know, compared to what I guess I expected in the new arena, you know, and, and you'd hear, Oh, this one's sold out. And then you'd look around and be like, is it like, that I you hope they show up because this this team they deserve it and and you know you hope you can create that kind of home court atmosphere that they deserve and you don't have to get as much of the the coaches turning and like urging like the crowd on like now's the time to stand now's the time to get into the game hopefully you start getting a little bit more of that happening on its own and create that kind of atmosphere yeah and I mean this team may have you know 10 losses this year but this is still easily a top five Liberty team of all time. Like don't take these, you know, these seasons uh, uh, for granted. And thanks, Paul, you stay as loud as you can. Paul, we appreciate you. Uh, yeah. I hope it's rocking. You could feel it at the end, even, even maybe for, you know, a crowd that was maybe a little disappointing. You could feel it at the end of that, that Kennesaw game, really lifting the team. And man, that that's huge in these conference oh. tournaments. Uh, um, Chad has a question for you, uh, Matt, about since you will be calling a game, we don't know who you're who they're gonna be playing. Uh what is the uh the phrase we can uh we can wait to hear you on uh on the call? The phrase? Like the like what do you want? Like a, a catchphrase or something? Is that what you're looking yeah, for? Yeah, you've tweet you've tweeted out like I'm gonna well, I'm gonna uh, work well, this into the broadcast. Oh well, yeah, like, yeah, that was in because that was in response to the uh yeah, that was those are those guys that are you not entertained. So I was like, what are some other good gladiator lines? And yeah, what was the what was the one? It's like, what we do in life echoes throughout eternity. I think was the one I tweeted out. Yeah, okay. maybe I'll maybe I'll save that one for just just the right moment. I'm not sure, but uh, yeah, no, Darius McGee's probably giving me a few moments where I could have broke that one out this year for sure. Awesome. And I, Chad- have, I have had people though that like friends that will text me during games sometimes and be like. 
hey, work this word into the broadcast or, hey, we're watching, say this phrase. So, yeah, so there have been a few times I've had to try to mix stuff in. What a, what a pro. And that <laughs> Chad did the research for us. Yeah, Radford actually beat Liberty three times that year. Wow. So, But, yeah, that was the last time. So, interesting, interesting. All right. So let's get into the the semifinals. This is where it gets really weird because they're right. reseeding, and I think I got clarification from the A Sun. Uh, I hope you know, you know, Matt. I, I think I know what's going on here. So I think if it's the top four seeds, it's Liberty Bellarmine, and it's not because of where they're lined up on the bracket. It is because Bellarmine beat Jacksonville head to head. So Bellarmine is the better team, and so that's why they would play Liberty. Uh, but if it's if it's Florida Gulf Coast, for example, and the other three advance, Florida Gulf Coast would play Jacksonville State, and Liberty would play Jacksonville. So it's one of these things we're we're not going to know till uh, you know after the games end on um, on Thursday night where where everyone's going and and, and what's what. Uh, but so let's let's assume uh, I I. I Matt, are you you taking Florida Gulf Coast to the semifinals? I am. Me yeah. and Will both did. So we're just gonna. I guess we'll assume that. So call we'll your ha- shot. Call your shot. We'll yeah. have we'll have Florida Gulf Coast, <laughs> Jacksonville State. Uh, let's not go too far into this because these are games that may or may not happen. Me and Will both have uh, Florida Gulf Coast beating Jacksonville State to the championship. Wow. What do you What do you think, Matt? I mean, I think that's very possible. I think that would be a fantastic game. I would, I would love to see that with those guards of Jacksonville State and Dun Martin going at it. And then you think about those two bigs that you have in that one too. Two former Power Five bigs that are both just like massive. Uh, that would be an incredible matchup. I think, I think I would probably lean as good as FGCU's playing. If Jacksonville State gets that first one out of the way, I think I would probably lean towards them getting the win on their home floor. Uh, but man. That might that might be the game of the tournament between those two teams. I I would I would I would really like to see that matchup. Yeah, I almost think I almost think Jacksonville State. It could be more possible they lose their first game than their second. Just yeah. you know, uh, new conference, all that kind of weird stuff. It, it's also going to be an interesting thing. Assuming Florida Gulf Coast wins, interesting thing for Liberty. I don't. What does Liberty root for in Florida Gulf Coast Bellarmine? Because if if Bellarmine wins, you play Bellarmine. And I think we yeah. all feel like Bellarmine would be a better matchup than Jacksonville. But do we think Florida Gulf Coast has a better chance of knocking off Jacksonville State? So that's kind of it's kind of a weird thing. I I think I'd almost rather face Bellarmine. I'd rather just keep advancing and not worry about the championship because you know you don't want to worry about games that aren't you know you don't know yet. But it's kind of a kind of a weird thing. I think I'd rather have Bellarmine in the semifinals. Yeah, all- I'm with you. I'm with you too because I because you know they're not a great three point shooting team, and typically those are the teams that can that can sneak up and get us. So yeah, I'm with you. If you get Bellarmine, I feel pretty good about that. Although, like to be honest, though, like Jacksonville as well as they've been playing, again, maybe it's just having you know the Richie McKay coach team them coming here. I just they don't scare me as much either. Honestly, uh, I think. I think Liberty will be fighting against them a third time around. What, what happened down there, I just don't see happening again. Uh, that was a weird ball game. I, I, I don't see I don't see that happening here back in Lynchburg. Now, I don't know that it'd be as much of a beatdown as we saw uh, when Jacksonville came here the first time, but I, I just have a hard time thinking that they're they're ready to take that kind of step in the postseason. 
I think Liberty be be just fine with either of those matchups. Yeah, and they have not played as well on the road as they have at home. They they were undefeated at at home in conference yeah. play, so that they're definitely I, I don't think as as good of a team you know on the road. So, all right, so me and Will. We're 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 never gonna bet against Liberty. We're gonna have Liberty yeah. beating Florida Gulf Coast in the championship. Matt, though, you've got the Florida the Florida Gulf uh, the sorry the the Liberty Jacksonville State rematch yeah. in the championship game. That would be an awesome game on <laughs> on ESPN. Yeah, yeah. What do you think for that one? I mean, what do you think the line would be? First of all, on that, do you think it'd be like Jacksonville State by like two or three something? Like, do you think it'd be something in that range? What do you think it would be? Although Liberty's the favorite, though, right? So Liberty's the favorite right now. So what do you, what do you think it would be on on their floor? Uh, I think Liberty would be like a one point favorite. I you actually think got, so? actually got the odds. Liberty's the favorite in the tournament. Yeah. So I don't know how they would be the favorite in the tournament and not be favored in that game. Uh, I I would say it's probably like one one and a half something really really slim. Yeah. It'd be almost a pick 'em pick 'em game. Yeah, I mean I, I mean it's a game that. I don't know. I was talking to somebody today and I said, I feel like this is the toughest road Liberty has had in, in you know, of the, if you want to call this the fourth year here in Nason. Uh, not just because of how much better the league has gotten to, but I think just some of the things that we've seen from Liberty the last couple of weeks that have you a little bit concerned, especially on the defensive end, uh, that worries me a little bit. So, I mean, man, I guess I pick with my heart a little bit and think that Liberty can pull it out, but I just don't think... I don't think it's going to be nearly as easy as what we've seen because there is so much riding on Darius and as electric as he is and as great as he is, like in the past, you knew if Holmesley wasn't getting it done, Scotty James might go for, you know, 18 and eight or, you know, or you might get one of those other guys to some, like it's so much, so critical that Darius gets like 25 or more. You feel like he's got to do it. And that's a lot to keep putting on one guy night after night after night. Uh, especially in a tournament situation like that. So, I mean, I'll take Liberty, but man, it's going to be, it is going to be a tough, tough matchup if we run into them again. Yeah. 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 The ace on this is definitely, you know, obviously the first year you had Lipscomb, who was a really, really, really good team, but those two teams were so far above everyone else. It wasn't even, wasn't even close. And then 2020 Liberty was just so far ahead of everyone. And then last year, I mean, I felt like the gap closed a little bit, but the, there was still a, a definitely a floor of the league. And now I feel like the floor is only North Alabama, and that's it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like I, I do want to ask, and I, I I know we're going really long here, uh, uh, but I do. I, I'm curious. Well, we'll start with you. How many teams do you think could win this tournament? Oh gosh, um, maybe five teams. Those top five. Um, uh, Liberty, Jacksonville State, uh, Jacksonville. I I think Jacksonville would. I probably put their odds a little bit lower, but Florida Gulf and Bellerman. I mean, realistically, you could see any of those teams really just kind of getting hot and and running through it. Yeah, I I would say I would take Bellerman out. I I'm I'm not a not a believer. I'm, I'm sorry, uh, Bellerman faithful. <laughs> uh, Jacksonville, I, I I would say they're probably there. I mean, they they definitely. I think if if like you know there were some upsets and maybe they got to host another game, that yeah. would help. I, I don't know if I can see them winning two road games, but maybe if they only have to win one, 
if there's some upsets along the way, maybe I don't. I would say Liberty, Jacksonville State, Jacksonville, and and, and Florida Gulf Coast, and then uh, I'd have North Florida as like my dark dark horse. I don't, I don't know if I can see them winning, but I could see them, you know, going on a, a on a run. Matt, what about you? I honestly, I, I think I would only say Liberty, Jacksonville State, or Florida Gulf Coast. Like I'm looking at Jacksonville. You think about these tournaments, and I always think about. All right, so, who's that one guy that's going to take over the game? Do you think? Do you think they have that guy? Do you think? I, I mean, do you think they have that? Is it whether it be like a Kevion Nolan, maybe, or something like like who? Who's who's that guy on that side that you think is going to be the guy to kind of take them and put them put them on on his back and kind of be be the dude? I don't know. I don't know if they have that just yet. So I would probably just say Liberty, Jacksonville State, Florida, Gulf Coast. And if you had to go a deep, deep dark horse like you took North Florida. I guess I would go like a Kennesaw State just because of I think they're kind of ba- they're a balanced scoring team, but they do have a couple of guys that could rise to that. I think a young blood could be that kind of guy, and I think you know kind of another guy that could get hot and carry you maybe for a game would be a Spencer Rogers. So uh, I think that if I was going a deep dark horse team to make some Cinderella run, that would be that would be the team for me. Yeah, I think I could see like some of these teams making a run maybe to the championship game. The the problem is is if this was a neutral floor, I'd think it'd be much more wide open. It's just how many of these teams can you see winning like three road games? That's a lot. Of, like North yeah. Florida would have to win four road games unless something really crazy happened. I mean, you know, win four straight road games, man, you really earned a bit if you you do that, yeah. you pull yeah. that off. I was just going to say, that's the thing about the reseeding. I mean, you got a team like Jacksonville who thinks they're probably going to play some road games. And then if somebody gets knocked out, all of a sudden you've got a home game, you know, surprise. So there's, uh, there's mine and, and Will's picks. Uh, here's the standings and we're not going to, we, we've really gone through that, but there's the standings. If you were, you were wanting to know that here's the net and Ken Palm rankings. I, I'm really shocked that central Arkansas is still in the bottom as well as they've played. Uh, the conference only looks a little bit better for them. Uh, one thing I did want to touch on here is this is an interesting kind of way of looking at it. This is a, the Bart Torvik February only ranking. So Jacksonville is the best, uh, does have the best rankings in February. Florida Gulf Coast is second, which we we feel that. Uh, Liberty third, and Jacksonville State's actually fourth, and then North Florida's fifth. So kind of what we're feeling does it match up with Torvik um, and, and, and their February only rankings. Um, like just kind of interesting. Any other thoughts, Matt, on on kind of the way teams are playing here in February? I mean, just looking at that, it is very similar to what we all just felt. You know what I mean? Just the way North Florida has come on, uh, even Kennesaw State being up there in the top half as well. So like, that makes me feel better about my picks, except maybe Eastern Kentucky down there at the bottom. But there, you never know with them on a night to night basis. But like, yeah, no, that that matches up very much with with the eye test and what we've seen from these teams down the stretch. Yeah, and then nationally, Jacksonville State's 91st uh, in February, and then everyone else is pretty far. They have a pretty big gap, so I I don't know. Maybe we're not giving them enough credit. I, I don't know. You know, Florida Gulf Coast Liberty are almost identical, 142, 145, and the Jacksonville State's 170. So mm. I, I, they earned the the bid, but um, but uh, yeah, I, don't know I, what I just can't shake what what I saw. You know what I mean? I know I've seen Jacksonville State drop some bad games since then, but what I saw, you know, in front of me that night, I'm just like, if that's this team, they are a real problem. 
and, and and they may never be that team again. You know, that may have been the one night where it was all firing for him. But man, like that was as impressive a performance as I've seen since Liberty lost that game to Lipscomb back in the first year of the A Sun. Like they, it was it was that impressive. Yeah, and I wonder too. I mean, they they, they dropped, they lost that game to Central Arkansas by ten, and Jackson or North Florida by twelve. I just wonder if those margins maybe you know they just had two really bad nights, and it's kind of you know fluke flukes a little bit. I don't know, but yeah. Let's um, let's real quick look through the the points per game and the, the Kim Palm offensive ratings leader. I, I did want to touch on um, we, we've already talked about uh. Darius, you know, as much as, you know, you can. <laughs> There's not much more you could say. I definitely want to talk about Kyle Road, though. My goodness, he has just been incredible here down the stretch. And I really feel maybe kind of giving, maybe not necessarily that, that second score, but maybe that second playmaker. And I think his play is is super key here in this tournament. What do you, What do you think, Matt? For sure. Yeah, absolutely. And he's been incredible in conference play. I think he's, you know, his points per game have doubled in conference play. He's been super efficient. We've seen what he's done with the assist numbers. And yeah, I think as, as great as Darius has been, I think Liberty is at its best. If Kyle Rowe is kind of facilitating and the offense is going through him in a lot of ways, I think he, he's incredibly dangerous. And yeah, he, his, his growth this season as we always knew he could be a playmaker and he, he was you know, a good passer, but his kind of willingness to look for his shot a little bit more, I think, come a sun play has been what allows this team to maybe raise its ceiling a little bit. Because uh, early in the year, I felt like, yeah, you hear all the, oh, he does all the little things. He does, yeah, but like they still needed that secondary score. They still needed somebody else, you know, on any given night to kind of help help Darius carry the load. And he's been that. I mean, he's been he's been a lot better, I think, offensively. Uh, in conference play than I expected him to be after after maybe the way he shot it or just the unwillingness at times to shoot it in non-con play. Matt, is there one other player that you think is is maybe a, you know, obviously we, Liberty's going to need multiple guys to play well, but is there one other maybe key player that you kind of see coming into this tournament? Well, the, my thing is I think you know, you kind of feel like you know now what you're going to get with Kyle and Darius. All you need is one of, the, of either Keegan or, or Shiloh to give you something. And Shiloh, you felt like he's kind of – I mean, there was a point earlier in this year where you're like, this guy might be first-team all-A son. Like, he's just taking it to another level offensively. Certainly, he was shooting out of his mind early in A-Sun conference play. He's kind of regressed a little bit here the last week or two. Um, and then Keegan's the wild card, too. And, and Keegan is the guy that – you talked to Lenny Acuff, the head coach at Lipscomb. He said, Keegan is the wild card. He's the key. If you keep him from going off, you've got a chance. And, and we've seen that at times this year as well, wasn't it? I think the FGCU gave me, it was like one and nine from the field. So like, he's another guy, if you get him going, that, that takes Liberty to another level. And I feel like with this team that, and that's why at times I, I think like maybe all right, Darius sometimes gets a little uh, ball dominant and, and they need to get some of these other guys working, especially early in the game. Cause I feel like if you can get Keegan going early, if you can get a little confidence for him, early in the game it's kind of like a wide receiver getting a couple of catches early to kind of get engaged in the in the ball game if you can get him to knock down a couple of shots early that again that takes this offense to another level but then he does have some games too where you kind of don't and then late he's trying to get involved and it's just not it's not happening so i think he's a huge wild card if you can get him to knock down a few shots from deep that just opens everything else up yeah i'm with you on that i i definitely think 
Darius is going to score. Like you're not going to shut him down, but if you could shut down the other guys and make Darius shoot a lot and make him shoot a lot of tough contested shots, that's that's uh, you know, I think probably the best path to 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 beat Liberty, but Keegan and 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 Shiloh are are getting good open looks and, and road as well. I mean, that's where Liberty really becomes a very, very difficult time to beat, especially in a, a one-and-done game. Yeah, I don't I don't think you want what you saw against FGCU in terms of Darius shooting it 30 times. I don't think you want that. But, but hopefully you're going to get better shooting it, you know, from a Keegan, from, from a Shiloh, so that he doesn't feel like he has to shoot it 30 times. Because then the offense, I think, just flows a lot better. Well, is there one player that you're kind of looking for here in the, the A-Sun tournament? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was looking at Shiloh. Um, just because Liberty felt like they were their best earlier in the year when Shiloh was contributing a lot. Um, I was also thinking about that 2020 team, uh, just not having a great offense and his defense was always there. But then in that tournament championship game, like, um, I think he hit like a three, like, uh, I don't know how many threes he hit, but he has a really good game. And I was thinking like Van Zant is his defense is really good. And you, Liberty needs that because their defense is always going to keep them in a game, but he's not that scoring threat. So you have to have, it's almost like you have to have two people to replace what Cuffy did on this team. Um, and so I, for that reason, I'm looking at Shiloh. And of course, depending on what matchups we get, I think Blake Preston will play a, a big role in, in one of those games as well. Blake's my guy. That's my key. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a big Blake fan. I, I he's super efficient. Uh, I wish he maybe would never dribble. Uh, but other than that, his game is flawless. <laughs> it's just whenever he dribbles, I feel like he turns the ball over. But I think he's going to be a, I think he's going to have a big tournament. I think he's going to, I think a lot of these games are going to get slowed down the pace a little bit more. And I think he's going to be, a, have a bigger impact, be able to have a bigger impact. But yeah, I mean, watch back some of the, the ASUN tournament games last year. Uh, he had a massive game. It was the huge part of that comeback against Stetson in the semifinals that ended up getting Liberty into the NCAA tournament. What was, was that win? So yeah, I uh, I'm a big Blake Preston fan. I know you know he sometimes gets a little bit of a tough rep. I definitely's got to do a little bit better with, with some of the turnovers. But he's a great rebounder, and you get him around the rim. No one else on this team can finish like him around the rim. So he's the guy I'm uh, I'm watching here. Um, let's move on here real quick. This is the, the official Ken Palm player of the year. Uh, Darius McGee is the player of the year. If, if not, we're all going to riot, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Matt, is there anyone else? Uh, I'll, I'll go to the next slide as well here in a second. I have the top 20. Is there anyone else that, um, anyone think that should be on the top five uh, for first team that, that maybe is not there? Hmm. You know, I'm trying to think right now. Yeah, there we go. Let's see if this. I don't know. I I do feel like you get a lot of guys that are all kind of bunched together after you get past you know the top couple. Um, now I don't have I don't have a huge problem I guess with any of those guys that were that were on there. It is it's man. Yeah, I don't know. It is. I feel like there's just such inconsistency that there are guys that you feel like when they were playing well were definitely you know definitely could have been like like. Asano Sajla, you feel like should be all conference every single year, you know, but he had some inconsistent play throughout the season and certainly they did as well. So I don't have a huge problem, I guess, with that list that you showed. Uh, although did that have, I, I guess I'm just thinking too lately as well as Hicklin played 
but I'd have to go back and dig in a little bit more to, to what he was throughout the entire year. But uh, yeah, I don't have a huge problem with that list. Yeah. I'm interested to see uh, Liberty's not, I don't think going to get two first teamers. Um, I'm interested to see if Kyle road makes those. I think he definitely should. I think he should, you know, get on there. I'm also about Shiloh as well. I think those are the two guys that probably have the, the best chance, but it'll be, uh, It'll it'll be interesting to see. Um, final thoughts before we get out of here. I'll start with my final thought as we go in. I think my biggest key for Liberty is, I don't even think it's the defense. I think it's the turnovers. Mm. I feel like the more I've watched and, and paid close attention, I feel like those two things are very much tied together. I don't necessarily think Liberty's half-court defense has been as bad as, as it's felt. I feel like, I feel like if you fix the turnovers the defense isn't isn't that that big of an issue because a lot of these are, are fast break points and you're not getting the defense set. So I think the biggest key throughout the whole tournament is just don't throw the ball around. I mean, you know, and they're and they're gonna turn the ball over some, but you know, you saw that second half against Kennesaw. When they stopped turning the ball over, Kennesaw couldn't stop them. Yeah, no, that's a great point. It's the empty possessions that kill you because they they are so good offensively. It's because it's not even typically leading to like turnovers that lead to run out scores you know like even against Kennesaw in that first half it wasn't a lot of po- there weren't a lot of points off of those turnovers it was just the empty possessions that that were were killing Liberty and and so yeah that that's definitely key and then yeah for me it's just like again you just need somebody else to get you 15 if somebody else can get you 15 you know what Darius is going to do I think Liberty will be all right and the best thing that can happen for this team is the fact that they played well enough to get a couple extra days off because the grind that they were they were in here the last week and a half or so, like four games in eight days, which makes what Darius did in the season finale all the more impressive. I don't know how he had the legs to, to do what he did, but just this little bit of extra time where they can rest, they can kind of just refocus because they've been scrambling, just trying to practice and trying to get everything in. Like, I know they, they've been like, taking days off of practice just to try to get their body back a little bit. I think the rest is going to be the biggest key for Liberty. And it wouldn't surprise me at all if these couple extra days off, if they come out and look sharper than they've looked, you know, in three weeks, uh, once we get into tournament play, just because they've had a little bit of extra time. Yeah, that that's a great point. And, you know, sometimes you worry about like the rest, you know, having some extra days off if yeah. you're not, I don't think with this team, I think mm. you'll, you'll take whatever, maybe minor rust there could be they desperately desperately need it and yeah i mean i i think it's definitely possible they come out and you know play their best game of the year with finally having that that rest and that reset and hey it's a new season you know the struggles that they had in february it's completely new season that's what makes this this uh this this time of the year great and completely painful as well it's it's you know it's one one game and that's it so well what's your final thoughts here yeah, I don't think Darius gets tired. I mean, I think he's um, half a robot or something like that. Yeah, um, yeah the turn, like, the thing that's frustrating about the turnovers is how they occur. Liberty has the most frustrating turnovers where they just throw a ball straight to the other team. It's not like a lot of diving for a loose ball or anything like that, those kind of turnovers. I'm going to just go with something like just kind of to be different for different sake, and that's the free throws. I don't know what the percentage is. I don't have that in front of me, but it seems like that um, 
we could probably do better. And I think we're going to be in for some close games no matter who we play. Um, so I'm just going to say that there's going to be a difference at the free throw line that Liberty needs to do well there. Liberty's first in the ASUN in free throw percentage. But I, okay. I love you well. They need to keep that up. Yeah. <laughs> need to yeah. keep it up. 80%. Yeah, no, it has felt like it at times, but I, I think that the, the guard play and, and then Liberty, I mean, lately, really, I think, shot well and shot – 18,000 threes against Florida Gulf Coast that I'm sure probably <laughs> ranked their percentage up a little bit. But Well, very good. Well, Matt, thank you so much. This was a super yeah, long man. show. That's I, a blast. I, it was so much to get to. Uh, I've just, uh, I'm so glad we got through it all. Thank you so much for doing this, and uh, thank you for all you do for Liberty and uh, just always uh, calling a great game. Real quick, me and Will, we're going to be doing the AC of Red pregame and uh, postgame shows for hopefully all of the A-Sun tournament games. Hopefully there's more than one, but uh, we'll be on 6.30 uh, Thursday night, do a pregame show, and then we'll do a postgame after, Get some, uh, hopefully get some uh, live reaction to the arena from, from the postgame show. So uh, we will look to do that. Matt, enjoy the tournament. Appreciate and, it. Uh, thanks again. Go Flames. Let's get it done.